Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is Chaye Sarah, which means the life of Sarah. And it covers Genesis 23 through 2518. It starts in chapter 23 with the death of Sarah. Sarah had lived 127 years and she died in the land of Hebron. Abraham tells the leader of the Hittites who ruled in the land that he is, and I quote, a sojourner and a foreigner among you. And he asked them to sell me a piece of property among you for the burying place that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The Hittites say to him, hear us, my Lord, you are a prince of God among us. Bury your dad in the choices of our tombs. Abraham does not want to be beholden to the Hittites, and he has already selected a place that he would like to bury Sarah. Abraham declares this at the gate of the city where the person who owns the property happens to be and other important people in the city as well. All the people will witness that Abraham will buy this piece of property. He will pay for this piece of property and then he will own this piece of property forever. That nobody would be able to come back and say, I did not sell you that piece of property. Abraham buys the plot of property from Ephraim, and he pays the full price, which is a little bit on the pricey side. Abraham would bury the body of his beloved wife Sarah in this cave, which also would serve as the burying place for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Rebekah and Leah as well. In chapter 24, we are informed of Abraham's intention to find a wife for his son Isaac. Sarah has been deceased now for three or four years, and Abraham calls on his most trusted servant, and he tells him he wants him to go back to the land that Abraham came from and find a wife for his son Isaac from his family, and he makes his trusted servant swear that he will do just as Abraham has been asked by the Lord of God of heaven to do. Abraham tells his servant, make sure you find a wife for my son there. But if he does not find a wife, you are free from the oath. So the servant took 10 of his master's camels and some other men and possessions to give as gifts. And he set out for the city of Nahor. This is approximately some 500 miles. and it would probably take close to a month to arrive. So this is no small journey. When he arrived to the area, he stopped at a well at the time of the evening when the women came out from the city to get more water. The servant proceeds to state, Lord God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today. Show your steadfast love to my master Abraham. He asked God to deliver the right virgin to him, give him water, and also water his camels. And as the servant says this, Rebekah, the daughter of Abraham's relative and also Laban's sister, approaches and offers him some water and offers to water his camels. The servant firmly believes that Abraham's God, whom he trusts in, has delivered the right one. Now, we should also note that the servant does not say, the words, my God, but he still believes that he has been given a sign from God. He asks Rebecca if there is room in her house for lodging for the night, and she replies, yes. Upon hearing this, the servant bowed his head 
He worshiped the Lord, and he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. When Rebekah heard this word, she ran back to her house. Her brother also noticed that she was adorned with a ring and bracelets. And Laban inquires, what's going on here? Abraham's servant explains to the family what his mission was and how God brought forth Rebekah. Upon hearing from the stranger, who says he is the servant of Abraham, their relative, and that these are the words of God, that Rebekah could be given to Isaac, to Abraham for Isaac's wife. And this required some trust. Remember, they are 500 miles from Abraham. That's like driving all the way down to Tennessee, but having it take 21 days because you're riding a camel. (laughs) So it's not down the street. Probably haven't seen Abraham since he left. And that was a long time ago. Laban's family accepted the gifts from Abraham's servant, and Rebecca states she's willing to go. Rebecca's family wanted her to stay for a few weeks so they could say goodbye before they let her go. However, Rebecca leaves the next day. This shows some strong faith on Rebecca's part since she has no idea of Isaac's character, what he looks like, and just like Abraham, she would leave her family behind to go to a land that she was told God wanted her to go. At the end of the long journey, she sees a man approaching. The servant says, we are getting close, and that is my master, only this time referring to Isaac. She places the veil over her head, over her face, and Isaac comes up to her, and he takes her into the tent that was once his brother, I'm sorry, once his mother's, and they are married. And scripture says that Isaac loved her. Chapter 25 gives us the rest of the history of Abraham. This chapter tells us that Abraham takes another wife named Keturah. Keturah bore him six sons. At a future point down the road, Abraham, like he did with Ishmael, would send them away from his son Isaac. Verse 6 tells us that there were the sons of his concubine, as was Ishmael. He did give these sons gifts, but the vast remainder of his wealth he gave to his son Isaac. When Abraham reached the age of 175 years, he breathed his last and he was buried next to his wife, Sarah, whom he loved. So what have we learned from this parasha? In chapter 23, Abraham purchased some land that God had already promised him. I do not believe this is a lack of faith on Abraham's part, but more about the fact that the Hittites were unaware of what God had given Abraham. The land and the land, and now he needed it for a place to bury his wife. We also see a continuation of Abraham's faith when he sends his faithful servant to find a wife for his son, and how God brings that about to be, and the faithfulness of Rebekah that she follows Abraham's servant where God wants her to go. To be the wife of a man she has never met. In chapter 25, we see how Abraham again protects the promised line of Messiah when he sends all of his other sons away and leaves Isaac in the land. The promises God made to Abraham have been and continue to be fulfilled just as God says they would be. And some of those promises are us in the work that we do for our Lord. 
Every day the Lord brings opportunity for us to be about his will, just as Abraham was about God's. And in his time, he does that with us today. And my question for you, brothers and sisters, are you more about your will or God's will? Will you think about his business Monday through Friday, or do you just really think about it when you come here on Shabbat? For most of us, I'm just preaching to the choir, but some of you are still working on that commitment a little bit. So listen to the Holy Spirit and act on the will of God in your life this very day and the days to come. Amen.